Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday, as always, I, and today also Lorna, we are here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If you're new to the podcast and our community, then make sure you give this show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And if you want more, if you want more weekly mindset and performance tips, make sure you sign up to receive those on email. All you need to do is to go to mindig.eu slash weekly hacks. And if you find that challenging to spell, all you need to do is to go to the show notes of this episode and you can click the straight link in there. Just fill in your details and we will give you free tips like the things we discuss in this podcast every single week via email. Today, me and Lorna are, as our new tradition goes, going to dive into one of the questions we have received via Instagram. And the question in this case is, when you suddenly get really insecure during a course, what can you do at that exact moment? So I'm guessing in this case, it's a show jumping course or a cross country course, or maybe even a dressage program. It's all really the same. And I think this is an excellent question. It certainly is something that I've come across myself in the past, and I'm probably, probably you as well, Lorna. Most definitely. I think most definitely most people at some time in their career career indeed it's not only in a riding like everything where we all of a sudden you you have that sort of flow coming over and you're like oh shit like oh, I don't know how to do this and and all that's yeah limiting beliefs start popping up and uh yeah it just becomes this massive wave and and you can almost almost go into a state of paralyzing because you're you get so caught up in this um so you know when the first part my mind goes to this and you know I know she's asking like what can you do at that very moment uh and we promise we will get into that later in this episode. But for me, it's not only about this moment. Like it actually starts way earlier than this. Yes, there are things that you can do and quick fixes you can do at that very moment. But for me, this is way more deep rooted than that. As you know, it really is what happens at that moment. Whatever triggered this reaction in you, there's something like there's a trigger within you, uh, an insecurity, thinking that you're not good enough that gets triggered by something happening at that very moment. Now, this is a more long-term solution, obviously, but what's really important is actually to go in and fix that trigger, fix the insecurity, work on your self-confidence, understand where that trigger comes from. So that is probably the first thing I would try to do some work on rather than just trying to put a Band-Aid on it at the very moment. Yeah, I agree. I think it starts off with your limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then, like you say, you have to have an awareness of when this pops up. And I agree, it pops up in your competition, in your round. But generally, if I think about myself, it would also pop up in my training. Mm -hmm. So training for me is everything. That's mm -hmm. where you get the chance to make your mistakes. You get to push your comfort zone. You get to work on all your triggers, all that kind of stuff. So for me... It starts way before the competition. It starts exactly. in my training. Like training is everything. Like it is key. And you said something the other day that you read, are you proving yourself or 
improving yourself mm-hmm. and I absolutely love that because I think a lot of us go to competitions to try and prove ourselves you know we've done this we can do this we can jump at this level we can do this test like whatever it is but actually if we all just put a little bit more effort and time into not only our mindset but our mindset in our training instead of looking for everything and not that everyone does this but to be looking for perfect training rounds or all that kind of stuff for me that is the biggest golden nugget that we can ever have is try out everything in our training. And I know that you completely agree with this because every single week you go training, there is something new that you want to test out or you want to try or you you want to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly that. And and I, yeah, like you said, that thing of like, are you aiming at proving yourself or aiming at improving yourself is something I read in a book, which I for me, I was like, wow, like this is so well described. Really what it comes down to and what was also described in this book is obviously when we talk about the different mindsets, right? You have a fixed mindset or you have a growth mindset. And when you have a fixed mindset, you believe that talent or skill, everything is fixed. Like it's it's black and white. It's like either you are like there's like two buckets of people. Either you are part of the talented bucket of people or you're part of the untalented bucket of people. It's like one or the two. And in that sense, you become, if you believe that, then you become very caught up in proving yourself. And you can never make a single mistake because that mistake would mean that you would be part of the untalented bucket of people. So any any kind of mistake is very, it takes a, such a hard toll on your confidence because you, all your confidence is built up on is the fact that you think you belong to the talented bucket of people. Um. And that's when I think we people become very, very insecure because they are afraid that they will be found out, that people will see that, oh, you're you're part of the untalented bucket of people. Um, and that's why we become so insecure, because we are so afraid to be found out that anyone would see that we weren't actually part of the talented group of people. So, yeah, what you said is like really... And I know we talked about a lot on about this on this podcast in the in the past, obviously. And this really is the basic to everything. You want to actually develop a growth mindset, and a growth mindset is obviously when rather than aiming at proving yourself, you aim at improving yourself. So everything becomes gr- about growth. Everything becomes about learning because instead of believing that it's like black and white, you're either in that bucket or you're in that bucket. It's just all a scale and you're somewhere on the scale and you're everyone is just constantly growing and improving. And as long as you actually work on improving and making mistakes and taking risks and learning, you're constantly growing and you're constantly becoming better. And there's no one that actually can put a label on how talented or skillful that you are because you're constantly just in this evolution and growing as a rider. And if you start aiming at then improving yourself, there's no really any reason to become insecure because here's the thing, the worst thing that can happen is that you make a mistake and that's amazing because that means you can learn something and you can come in even stronger the next time. So there's nothing to be insecure about because you actually embrace the failure and you you almost look forward to failing because you know you're going to learn something and you know you're going to grow from it and you're going to become an even better writer. And I, I see it almost, if I think about my own training, it's almost training the mistakes out of yourself. You get it wrong so many times that you keep learning from it. The only option from that is to get it right. Like get it, allow yourself to get it wrong. Like allow yourself exactly to make that. mistakes. Allow yourself not to be perfect or to mm-hmm. look for everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Because I think 
going back to the original question, although we'll get to there in a minute, when we have those moments where, and we talked about it, I think, in one of the podcasts where we both had a jumping round and something didn't quite work out and you make that mistake and then you have that whole, and I guess that's maybe what she's talking about, you have that whole conversation in your brain, like, you're you're so rubbish, you missed that distance, and you're landed in that oxer, oh my God, so-and-so's watching from over there, what are they going to think of you? So by the time you get to the next phase, your brain is so busy trying to keep you safe and not allowing mm. you to fail again mm-hmm. that you get to the next fence and of course there's no distance there because you're so busy having a conversation with yourself that you forget all the points that you need to ride forward you need to look up you need to keep your leg on you need to have all, any of those th- questions that are useful to us mm-hmm. you can't you can't ask yourself them because your brain's so busy trying to keep you safe and stop you from failing therefore it's easier to take a pull do a circle retire mm-hmm. any of those things mm-hmm. So this obviously actually leads us to something that you can do at that moment. And what I would do at that moment is remind yourself of or ask yourself, am I trying to prove myself or am I trying to improve myself? Because if you're trying to prove yourself, yeah, you'll feel insecure and that's just going to get worse. Whether if you can shift over to being like, doesn't matter how this round today goes or, you know, how does this does come out? Doesn't matter because all I'm trying and to do all I'm aiming at is to improve myself so it doesn't really matter what happens next I'm just going to see what I can get away with and whatever happens whatever experience I'm going to go through next it's going to teach me something and I'm going to become a better rider from it yeah and I get that completely because for me and I know it's not you disagree with me but you have a different way of thinking of it for me I use focus questions all the time like as soon as a bit of doubt comes in my mind I have a question that just makes me move like forget it really quickly just move shift and obviously we've done a lot of work on ourselves and this takes a lot of practice where I can just literally pull my finger out and be like come on like sort your shit out and get on with it yeah but it's taken a lot to get to this point whereas you on the other hand when we talk about this you need something more than a focus question mm-hmm. Agree? yeah 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 because to me that yeah yeah probably but Again, like everyone is different. And this is what we talk about all the time, right? And I do really support that point of view as well, because a lot of the time when we become insecure is because we get stuck in thinking mode and we're no longer in action mode. And a focus question or a focusing cue is a very good way to get yourself back into action. Mm -hmm. So just by literally telling yourself like Gallop or things like that, it can be the one thing that gets you out of thinking mode and into action mode, Mm -hmm. which is in any case, very very helpful right so i guess that is what would you try to say when you're like okay you know what just refocusing cue do something because that way you'll probably stop overthinking and that insecurity is really in your head like that's just in your head so if you can stop thinking and start doing instead that's also become better yeah and i actually had a a conversation the other day with one of my one-on-one clients about it because when you get into that conversation with yourself, like I've said, your brain's trying to keep you safe. It's stopping you from that whole, you know, it sees you as a failure. So it's going to come up with all this stuff that's going to keep you safe. If that goes on for long enough, like from the landing on the fence, along the short side, through the turn, when you get to three or four strides in front of that fence, it's too late. Like yeah. you get there and there's no distance. So you can't start kicking or taking a pull or all that kind of stuff. It's too late. So essentially for me, You've wasted all that time from the minute you've landed, you've ridden straight, you've turned, you've gone again. That for me is the important bit. That is why I need to get my focus back quickly enough that I can get, for want of a better word, get my shit together, get my leg on, ride positively, 
mm. and ride to that next fence like I mean it. Mm. I can't, yeah. I've not got time to have that whole conversation with myself and get to the fence and then panic as most of us do because mm. there's no distance. So you end up kicking on that big one, you end up taking a pull. Mm. It, it's not going to work out. Mm. Because that doubt's in your mind, so that doubt's in your body. So then we panic, mm. and then that's when we either we see some massive distance and feel like we have to flap our arms and kick our legs and give mm. everything we've got to get to the other side of it, because essentially it's survival mode, or we take that pull and we get right into the bottom of the fence, and that doesn't work out either. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the next thing that we did, it makes me think about as well is like, you can also ask yourself, like, what is the reason you're becoming insecure? And now we're coming back to a little bit more what we talked about in the beginning with those triggers and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a trigger for me and something that would trigger me to become insecure is, you know, I getting a distance wrong because that triggers an insecurity in me. It, it's something that I don't feel very confident in. I don't feel like I have it under control. It's something that I've been working very hard on my entire life and I don't feel like I got it sorted right yet and whenever then there were to happen something in my writing where that like I get a stride that is not great that reminds me of that so that triggers me and that triggers that insecurity of be like she see 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 you can't see strides you're not good enough so I would also ask yourself and I think this this is for a lot of people we get very insecure about our strides if we don't feel like we we are able to do it and that often is something that is outside of our control as well and whenever we focus on something that is outside of our control being being able to see a stride if you feel like you can't see a stride yeah of course you're going to feel insecure so you know also ask yourself where does that insecurity come from is it the fact that you you get insecure about your stride is it the fact that you get insecure about that you're riding a horse that you don't have a really good connection with is it the fact that you're riding a horse that is too strong for you like what is the reason that you get insecure? What is the underlying insecurity that gets triggered? And then see if you can find a way to work on that. See if you can refocus to something that is within your control rather than something that's being outside of your control. I agree completely. But for me, that comes like we started this conversation at the start. It comes way before you're in there jumping that track. Yeah. It comes from your training. Yeah. And I completely agree with what you're saying and all the things that you're saying but that's kind of where I was coming from at the start like your training is invaluable like that is when you Mm. have to have to you don't have to do anything but allow yourself to make mistakes like Mm. allow yourself to get it wrong because if you never allow yourself to get it wrong in training and you're trying to make it perfect all the time and then you turn up at a competition and like you say your limiting belief starts to take over you've not practiced it in training so how can you expect yourself to be able to jump a track like that yeah Absolutely. Like this is this is in training. And equally so, it's in the reflection that you do yeah. after your trainings. Mm-hmm. That's when so if you had that moment where you got insecure, you noticed that it happened. You sit down and you do re- your reflection afterwards and you can just observe, not judging yourself for it, just observing that, okay, there was that moment where I got insecure. That's when you want to ask yourself those questions like, well, why is that? What is the underlying trigger? Why, what is the reason? What am I getting insecure about? But yeah, very good clarification. It's not during your round. It's a, it's it's a, it's a, it's it happens yeah. afterwards. And I think you know, going back to things because I mean, the question is particular. It was like, what do you do at that very moment? But I I do think there's there's things you can do. But that's more yeah. a band aid. Like you need to go, you need to do the deeper work. But something that I've been playing around with recently that is that has had really good results for me in when I'm out riding myself is 
And this is actually, I'm not even sure I should go into this because this is like such a big topic of its own. But I'm following this this training at the moment about inner game. And when you go to inner game, you talk about self one and self two. There are two different voices in your head. And self one is basically like it's the voice that's criticizing you all the time. That's telling you what to do. and, And that's the one that makes you feel insecure. Whether you also got self two, which is your natural ability. That's your body. That's the one who's doing. Self two can't be insecure. Like it doesn't have like, Self two is just your body. You're like what you're doing. That's like, it's not talking. It's not thinking like it's just doing. And when you get insecure, it's often because that self one voice, the bad voice is literally criticizing you. And it's mm-hmm. it's putting doubts in your mind. It's putting worries in your mind. And a really useful exercise could be to get self one something to do, like get it, give it a simple task that it can be busy with so that self two can do its do its thing by itself that it doesn't have to be disturbed and criticized by self one and something that i am doing right now the job that i'm giving myself one is to be really focused on what's happening in the in the distance like really really far away so when i'm jumping or when i'm riding dressage or when i'm riding in the forest i gave myself one the task of like what is happening like really far in the distant future like is there and all of a sudden i start noticing things that i've never noticed before and myself one get completely caught up in doing that looking in the distance are there horses there is there a car passing like is there what what is going on in the like in the far distance what does those like advertising boards says on the on the side of the arena like get very focused on that and that way yourself too can actually do its job and don't be disturbed by all that criticizing yeah and i think maybe like this obviously as we quite often talk about is next level stuff I think maybe for me a simpler way to explain it is like you spend all day thinking like all day your brain is busy with thoughts and that's when you talk about you know yourself one so if you want to and like you say it's by you've given yourself a job or a question to focus on a board that's far away so if you want to improve essentially the quality of your thoughts ask yourself better questions so that's all, like, it's not a question you're asking yourself. Well, it is. Can you see that board? What does that board say? You know, are your eyes mm-hmm. up? Are you focused? So in a roundabout way, I guess that's what your self one is doing. So that comes back to your focus in your training. Like, ask yourself better questions because it comes mm-hmm. down to, and I keep going on about this, but in my mind, it makes it really clear. The main function of your brain is to keep it safe. You arrive at a fence and you're not sure. It's a huge ox or it's got a water tree or something underneath it. Your brain's like, oh shit, like if I don't get my distance right at this, I'm going to, this is wide. Like I am going to end up in the middle of it. So your brain's like, oh, well, I don't think you should jump that. You might as well put in a circle or take a pool or whatever. So you filled your brain full of negative questions. Mm -hmm. So how about we come off the turn and we're like, put your leg on, look at the board in the distance. Let's not look at the water tree. And we're going to get to the other side of that. And man, are we going to feel good? Yeah, like think about all the things that can go right instead of all the things that can go wrong. Exactly. And then you talk about yourself one and two. So self one is absolutely get your logo and get your eyes up. You're again to the other side of this. So then yourself two, of course, is just going to follow and go with it. Mm -hmm. Whereas when self one is saying, oh, this is a really dangerous situation. You're going to kill yourself if you end up in the middle of this ox or any Mm -hmm. extreme. But then your body's going to be like, "Mm -mm, this is a really bad idea. Let let's not do that and mm-hmm. every part of you is going to stop yourself from wanting to jump that thing that's the simplest way I make it in my mind mm-hmm. 
<laughs> this is what I like because oh, our minds are slightly different. You're right, slightly more complicated thoughts. I like to make things simple, very black and white. <laughs> yeah, I keep on telling yourself that. No, but it's, I, 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 and I find that amazing, you know, because we can come from two different perspectives, which I find is also so valuable, and which is why I appreciate so much that we can record those episodes together because just as we have different perspectives and our brains work in slightly different ways, yeah. everyone who's listening to this also have a slightly different way of thinking about things and processing things and the paradigm will be slightly different. So yeah, I think it's so interesting that we can have those conversations and that way we can make it relevant to more people out there. So yeah. And it's not to say that when you're listening to this, that you're like resonating with either me or Lorna's <laughs> way of thinking. Uh, and that's perfectly normal as well because everyone works in a unique way. Um, so yeah it's just really about and, trying out different things yeah and I think that's the really cool thing with the one-on-one -on -one coaching that we do obviously it's a very personalized plan for whoever our client is and we give you all the tools you know you have to put in the work and some things don't work and it doesn't mean it's wrong it's just like you said everybody's brain is programmed differently and it's finding those things that resonate with you when you mm -hmm. talk about self one and self two I get the basics of it but sometimes obviously you're way deeper into this than I am but I get a bit lost in it I'm like what are you even talking about? But then <laughs> try and process it in my way of understanding. Yeah. And then I, I get it. And it's not because I'm stupid. Well, maybe sometimes I am. But um, it's not because I'm stupid and I don't understand what you're saying. It's just that I need to process it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And it simply probably doesn't resonate with you in the same way it resonates with me. And, and again, like just to all our listeners as well everyone like not everyone is going to resonate with some people will yeah. some people won't and like you say that's what's so cool when, about when we do the coaching that you can make it very very specific to the person and and I think what we are always trying to do or I know what we're trying to do is to collect as many tools as possible yeah. so that we have a really really big toolbox so that we can offer them the tools like different tools for you to try out and you know yeah sometimes we offer something and it doesn't work great because that means we found another way that doesn't work and that there's yeah. like you know just an extra hunt to find a way that do work because yeah. something i can't guarantee you is there is a way out there that is going to work and it's just about finding out different things uh until you find that one thing that is going to work for you um, yeah and i think that's the cool thing about us is we're so excited by this and we want to help as many people as we can and if something doesn't work for you that makes us more determined to find the thing that won't work for you. It makes us more determined to understand why, you know, why the information we've given you doesn't resonate with you. And it's not because we're wrong. It's just we've not we've not found quite yet what works for you. But one thing we will guarantee is that we will find the answer for you. Exactly. That's yeah. Brilliant. OK. In an attempt to sum this up before we dive into more stuff, because I think this was more than enough in there. Um, First, we talked about this thing about whether you're aiming to prove yourself or improve yourself. So yeah. you could go at it from the fixed point set, fixed mindset point of view and being trying to prove yourself, which is going to make you feel really insecure because you're going to be very fearful and very afraid to make a mistake. So the better way of going about it is to adapt a growth mindset and go at it from a point of view of improving yourself in everything that you're doing, which means that you can take risks and it doesn't really matter if the distance is not great or you make a mistake or something goes wrong because you see it from a learning point of view that you're going to learn something from it. So everything becomes in your favor. Everything becomes a bonus. So you, you don't really have anything to be insecure about because whatever happens, it's still going to help you. Um, the second thing you were talking about, Lorna, was that refocusing cue. So rather than, you know, thinking, 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 step into action, 
by asking yourself to gallop or to look at the next fence or, you know, something that is an action rather than thinking, 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 because insecurities only exist in your mind. So if you can get out of your mind and into action, that's going to help you uh, get out of that insecure state as well. Um, then I started talking about self one and self two <laughs> and how self one is the, is the, basically the, 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 the sabotaging one It's is really just screwing you up. It's not helpful in any kind of way. And it will criticize you and it will get you to doubt and worry and feel insecure. So rather than having self fun doing that, get self fun doing something else, give it a job, like looking at distance or, you know, whatever job you can think of, a simple job that can keep self one busy while self two, your natural ability, the good guy can do the job for you. Um, and then you're talking about asking yourself the right questions. So rather than asking yourself everything that can go wrong, ask yourself what are all the things that can go right and imagine that feeling and visualize that feeling of flying over that fence and that way uh, get yourself into a more positive state of mind the, the only little less but i'm going to add in without digging into something else is um mindfulness train you know train your brain the same as you would train your body in the gym you can actually through breathing exercises you can train yourself to come back into the here and now so it is possible that you can train your brain to become more focused. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Focusing and focusing on the right things. Eh? That comes back to like those questions and everything. It's all about focus, really. There's there's a bunch of things you can do there to improve your millions. focus. Yeah. yeah. I, I I read something recently the last week. Just just reading, just reading, reading a book yeah. mm-hmm. is helping you improve your focus, which yeah. is then ultimately going to help in, in your rounds as well. It's really about being able to steer your focus to the things that are going to be helpful rather than things that's going to be unhelpful. I think that maybe came from the same book, but, you know, not um, not judging yourself or letting your thoughts wander off. You know, it's just it's just a process and it's a practice of just bringing yourself back to the here and now. And it's exactly the same happens in your rounds. But I think this is probably another whole yeah, episode of how, just... you can, how you can train yourself to focus on the here and now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With that being said, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend of yours. Make sure you share it on social media. When you do so, make sure you tag us in it. It's Justin Liliano in one word or Lorna Hogart for that matter. (laughs) Lorna is also active on Instagram. Maybe not as active yet, but we're getting there. Uh, So make sure you also follow Lorna on Instagram and send us a message. Let us know which of those tips that you like the most. And uh what you would like to us to answer in the future. We love to do those episodes and answer your questions to make sure it's as relevant as possible to you. So also please send us a message and let us know which questions that you would like answered on this podcast. And then we're going to challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. See you on the next Magical Monday. Bye.